It all started when a question about finances I had went a little wild. Over the past five years, I've been falling down a financial rabbit hole that has given me some unexpected experiences. Whether it be trying to find out what makes billion dollar companies tick, or unknowingly shaking hands with the vice president of Indonesia, the world of finance is broad, wide, and even scary at times. Although there is a lot to know, hopefully we can learn together. The date of this recording is November 22nd, 2020, and in this episode, I use personal anecdotes and hopefully a few laughs to help better determine your debt load comfortability, the cost of borrowing, understanding your credit report and score, and final tips to stay out of debt. Hey, welcome to the Workday Cafe, broadcasting through Trent Radio 92.7 FM in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, or afterwards on the podcast platform of your choice. My name's Daniel, and I aim at sharing my experiences and what I've learned along the way every week to help you feel more comfortable about the economy and your money. Throughout the show, I'll present stories, supporting information, and occasionally my opinion. If you are considering using any of the topics discussed on the show in your own life, I implore you to research and investigate or seek out a financial specialist at a trusted financial institution. You can find the show after the premiere on WorkdayCafePodcast.com or look up the Workday Cafe on any podcast listening platform. Now let's get into the show. So before the show begins, even as a person who is generally interested in finances, I almost fell asleep doing the research for today's show. Uh, So I thought I would take a page from John Oliver and issue a challenge to the listeners that you stay engaged to the very important topic of today's show, debt management. To put things in perspective, at the end of 2019, the average debt per consumer in Canada had reached $72,950. That's $2.3 trillion overall. And with the pandemic soon to impact that figure, it is even more critical now uh, more than ever to help those impacted. So here's the challenge. If you can make it through the show in its entirety, you will be able to hear five of the most top-tier dad jokes. But you may be asking, when does a joke become a dad joke? Well, it's when it becomes apparent. Boom, there's a freebie. All right, let's get into the show. There's a lot of scary statistics around borrowing money to buy a house, or an education or car, but looking at the situation impartially, borrowing, or in other words, credit, is neither good nor bad. It's a tool to help you meet your financial goals and hopefully raise your quality of life. A social media game that I created for fun that has debt management implications was called Majority Rules. So I began the game at the beginning of quarantine, maybe eight or nine months ago now, 
Uh, and the whole idea was that I was really bored and I was lacking that social interaction with people and I thought this may bring people together. So um, how the game worked is that on Instagram, their Instagram stories, uh, I would put polls out for uh, my friends or people following me. Um, and people would get to choose one side or the other and the sides would be completely random. Now, uh, each side would be part of a bracket, sort of like March Madness, uh, and uh, it would last around seven days, um, cutting down each um, bracket loser out of the competition and then leaving one winner at the end. Now, how people would play the game is they would choose one side or the other and try to, to pick which one they think would win the majority of people's votes. Um, every day at 10 a.m., uh, the voting would close, and then the next round would begin. So um, the people who voted correctly on the most stories, um, the most majorities, uh, would win the, uh, an Uber Eats Big Mac. So people, whoever won, I'd, uh, I'd order them a Big Mac and have it delivered to their house. Um, and every whoever uh, responded quickest, whoever had the least amount of time looking at uh, data or um, looking it up online, who uh, looking popularity up online, uh, that person would, uh, would get a, an advantage, whoever did it quickest, whoever responded quickest. So the categories were all over the place just for fun, just for people to, uh, to see what was more popular, what they thought would be more popular. Um, so for an example, um, one of the the brackets, one of the uh, the majorities, uh, would be Oreos versus The Office. Um, so this lasted one week, I believe, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, there was a lot of people interacting and uh, liking the, sh the the game show. Um, it was a little bit of work on my half, my behalf, because I needed to do a lot of uh, data pulling because um, to figure out. It, uh, if people got answers correct from one day to another, I need to somehow get the data from Instagram, which is uh, only on your phone, onto the computer so that you are able to uh, to cross it off and make sure everyone uh, was counted. So a little bit of data entry on my part, but it was overall a lot of fun. Um, but the main, the main takeaways from that uh, were that... Uh, there was a lot of actually um, strategy into going into uh, how you could approach it. So um, the winners would typically uh, make their guess of what's going to win a majority um, between uh, one hour and three hours after I posted it. I guess that way they would get an understanding of what other people were thinking, uh, and uh, they would also... Uh, see um, what like research online may have shown. Um, this is all just speculation, by the way, on my part, because I was having so much fun with it. Um, so another implication would be that they needed to stay on top of the game because uh, if they missed one day, they kind of ruined their chances of actually moving forward because every day uh, the bracket would shrink and their chances of getting points... Uh, would also shrink. The first day, yeah, there was eight brackets, and then finally on the last day, there was only one. Um, 
that actually is a, a feedback thing that I may uh, want to do in the future is to make it um, more even throughout the days so that people who miss a day can still catch up. But uh, the first time I ran the game, it was just like I, I said before, uh, where each day, if you missed one, it would almost certainly take you out of the race. At the end of the week, it was pretty incredible because the person who won actually uh, got all but, I believe, two or three of the uh, the bracket heats, correct? Uh, and uh, they actually decided to uh, donate the money I was going to spend on the delivery and the Big Mac to charity. So it all kind of turned out uh, positive. Um, but at the end of it, um, it was neither really a good or a bad thing, but it was kind of a tool for me to meet our for me to uh, reconnect with friends um, and to help distract them from uh, the quarantine and the pandemic at the time. is something that divides people's way of thinking and can create a ceiling for success or an easy path to bankruptcy. Some people are extremely comfortable with debt, while others avoid it at all costs. But most people land in between the two. Whatever your attitude toward debt is, it is important to know your limits and work within them. To figure out those limits, let's first look at what credit, debt, and loans really are. So credit is an arrangement in which a borrower receives something of value uh, now and agrees to repay the lender at some time later. Debt is money that you owe, and a loan is money that you have borrowed, which you normally have to repay on a specific schedule with interest. Now, to begin to set your credit limits, you should look at your attitudes towards differentiating between needs and wants, as well as your general emotions, habits, and values. If you're someone who overemphasizes a must-have or need in life, then you may want to set more strict limits on yourself or your daily spending amounts because you are unfortunately more likely to get into debt trouble. If you're someone who is better at distinguishing between what you need and want, then you should be able to handle a bit more flexibility with your daily spending limits because you are less likely to get into debt trouble. If you have seen or experienced debt problems through your family or friends uh, or people close to you, uh, then your emotions may be negatively biased uh, of debt, and you may want to look from an outside perspective rather than someone who has only seen the negatives of the side. Another thing to look at, look out for is habits like buying coffee every morning or becoming used to buying whatever you want, uh, which may result in financial troubles if times become tough. Uh, tough time sometimes results in crime, uh, but the question still stands. If you see a crime at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Boom, there's your first dad joke. Being responsible with that starts with knowing your emotional strengths and weaknesses that will help you understand how you can take control of your finances and stay out of trouble. Here are the major pros and cons of using debt. And remember, to those who sway to one side or the other in a major way, typically the best decision is somewhere in the middle. To start off with the pros, uh, 
you don't have to wait to save up the money or to buy or do what you want. You can achieve your goals sooner. Also, you can build a positive credit history by using debt responsibly. This can make it easier to borrow in the future, perhaps for bigger and more costly goals. And finally, it allows you to pay for unexpected expenses, such as car repairs or roofing repairs or something that comes out of the blue. The cons of using credit uh, begin with you have to budget for regular payments. Also, interest adds to the cost of having the debt, as well as having to repay a loan limit, uh, the loan, a loan limits, the amount of money you have available now and in the future for other goals or needs. And finally, if you don't repay loans, it will result in a bad credit history, making it more difficult to borrow in the future. Although there is always a risk when going into debt, there still is a big difference between good and bad debt. Good debt is an investment into something that will maintain its value or even produce more wealth over time. An example of this would be a mortgage on a property, a student loan to pursue better education, a business loan, or a purchase to better your health. Bad debt is an investment that will not maintain its value or produce any value in the future. Some examples of bad debt include high-interest credit card debt, a loan to pay off other expenses, or anything that is not a necessity in your life. Everyone's circumstances are different, and some of the examples given may be put into the other group if certain conditions are met or not met. Say you get a mortgage that you are unable to pay off. That's definitely a, a bad debt. To quickly figure out if you are doing well in comparison to others in terms of debt load, which is the total amount of money you owe, let's look at what experts are recommending as a guideline. So your monthly consumer debt, which is your debt excluding mortgages and reoccurring monthly expenses, should make up no more than 15 to 20% of your monthly income, according to the experts. Uh, your total debt payments, which is your consumer debt, uh, including everything else mentioned, uh, should not make up more than 35 to 40% of your monthly income. This is also dependent on your financial comfort level, and you could easily be comfortable with spending less than these amounts. If you pay more than the 35 to 40% on debt, then you have a higher uh, than suggested debt ratio, and may make that may make things unmanageable in the future and could spiral into discouraging lenders from lending to you uh, in the future as well. It is aimless to try and fix debt without knowing how you spend your money. Just like how yesterday I made a pencil with two erasers, and it was pointless. Boom, there's another one. Let's now look at the cost of borrowing, and to know the answer, you need to know the annual percentage rate and how interest is being calculated. So the annual percentage rate, or you'll see on paper, it's called APR. Uh, this is the actual rate of interest charged on a loan each year. Because the APR is calculated using standardized rules, it can help you compare rates from one loan to another. So a lender must tell you the APR before you sign a loan agreement. To understand the APR of a loan, make sure you ask, how much total interest will I pay? Are there any fees or extra charges? And are there any other charges, ex uh, including low loan insurance? So for example, with a mortgage loan, uh, you must get mortgage insurance if your down payment is less than 20% of the principal. Um, let's also now look at how the lender calculates the interest. So the method is used 
uh, can change the cost of borrowing. So for example, with mortgages and loans uh, and other loans, lenders use the remaining uh, balance method. They multiply the interest rate by the principal balance at the start of the term. Each payment includes some of the principal amount. Uh, you don't pay interest or on any principal uh, you have repaid though. With credit cards, if you pay the balance in full by the due date, you're not charged interest. However, if you don't pay off your balance in full each month, uh, you'll be charged interest from the day you made each purchase until you pay in full. With different cards, uh, you may pay interest on your daily balance, uh, your average daily balance, or your highest monthly balance. Uh, for example, a credit card with an APR of 28.8% uh, that is compounded daily has an effective rate of actually 33.36%. For cash advances and balance transfers, uh, you are charged interest from the date you, are, yeah, you made the cash advance or balance transfer until the date you repay the amount in full. Let's now move over to the predatory nature of payday loans, which could be a whole show by itself, but I thought I'd just focus in on what you should be looking for and hopefully what you can avoid. So before you apply for a payday loan, check, check out other options, whether it be a line of credit, overdraft protection on a bank account, or cash advances on a credit card. Almost any other loan option is better than a payday loan in terms of interest rates, in terms of mental health at the end of the day. Uh, it's something that is very predatory and um, in other countries is actually illegal. Um, secondly, you should find out about all the fees and charges you will have to pay. Read and understand the fine print. These kinds of companies are, they prey on people who are not financially literate and need money quickly. So. Uh, as long as you can maybe uh, ask a friend or um, ask someone that you trust, even someone from your uh, your main bank, um, almost every option, um, or almost in every, in almost every situation, there's a better option than going to a payday loan. Uh, finally, calculate the amount that uh, you are sure you can repay on the due date. This is a big thing for payday loans um, and for any loan in general because. Uh, it's the main barrier and the main uh, reason why people become in debt. So here are some concluding tips to bringing down your borrowing costs. So don't borrow more than you need. Research the complete costs of the loan, including all fees and interest charges. Um, make your payments in full and on time. Find out whether the loan can be repaid at any time. Um, pay down your debt quickly, but find out if there is a penalty to increase your, pay your repayments. Uh, when you are buying something on credit, find out if there is any discount on the price if you pay cash instead. And shop around at different banks and lending firms. At the very least, it will give you a better idea moving forward. And just like the shovel, it may be a groundbreaking discovery. Boom, there you go, got you again. Now let's take a look at your credit report and try to explain what your score means and how your score is determined. So a credit report is a report based on your credit history. It is one of the main tools lenders use to decide whether or not to give you credit. So a credit score is a number that expresses your credit information at one point in time. It indicates the risk you represent to, for investors, or for lenders rather, uh, compared with other consumers on a scale from 300 to 900. 
High scores on this scale are good. The higher your score, the lower the risk for the lenders. And the lower your score is uh, the worse. Uh, it means that um, it's the higher risk for a lender. So Canada's two credit uh, reporting agencies use slightly different forms uh, for credit reports, but they include the same types of information, uh, including your name, address, date of birth, uh, employment information, details of your credit accounts and transactions, and whether you make payments on time, uh, your banking information, including um, any non-sufficient funds or check history, uh, public record information, such as whether uh, you have secured loans, bankruptcies, or judgments uh, against you, information about any collection uh, collection against you as well, and a record of inquiries from all organizations or individuals that have requested a copy of your credit report in recent years. It's important for you to know what goes into your report because that's the thing that people are going to be looking at when, you when it comes time to asking for a mortgage or a loan. Um, specific things like uh, a record of inquiries from all other organizations on your credit report is also important. Um, it's a strange thing, but people don't like to see that you've actually checked your report too often. Um, on average, um, once a year is best for you because then you are able to see uh, if something was wrong or if um, there's a small chance that your identity has been stolen and then your credit report would be uh, skewed because of it. Um, other things like uh, making payments and your employment information are all things that uh, it's up to you to check that it's on that uh, the credit report. Um, in terms of uh, making payments, it's up to you as well to uh, make those payments and make sure they're actually uh, accounted for from your bank. Um, all of these things add together to make uh, your life easier in the future for things you could do in uh, things you could do today as opposed to uh, being stuck at barriers in the future um, because of uh, mistakes or just general uh, mishaps. So here are some tips for improving your credit score. So pay your bills in full and on time, just as I mentioned earlier. At least pay the minimum amount shown on your statement and set up automatic payments to ensure that your bills are paid on time. Uh, don't go over the limit on your credit card and keep your balance low below 35% of your credit limit if you can. Uh, the higher your balance, the more it affects your credit score. Uh, don't apply for credit too often. Too many lenders asking about your credit in a short period of time can lower, lower your credit score. Pay off your debts as quickly as possible. Uh, build a strong credit history. You may have a low score simply because you don't have a long credit, history, uh, long credit record. rather. Um, you can improve your score by using a credit card and paying it off on time every month um, or getting a loan for something um, that you're working towards as opposed to paying it off fully uh, right off the bat. Um, check your credit uh, report about six months in advance if you plan to make a major purchase that will require you uh, to take out a loan, like buying a house or a car and this will give you time to correct any possible errors and improve your score. Uh, mortgage, car loan, consumer spending, uh, sometimes despite your best efforts, you find yourself with more debt than you can handle. And although it may seem impossible, you can get out of debt. The first step in solving your financial problems is to admit that you have them and take, the, uh, take control uh, before they get out of hand. Uh, know yourself, knowing yourself 
is great, but knowing the world can be more difficult. Um, but I ordered a chicken and an egg online, and I'll let you know. Boom, got you again. For the final section of today's show, I thought I'd take a look at five tips for getting out of debt. First, use savings to pay off balances. You may be able to cash, uh, cash in an investment or sell an asset, uh, but keep your regular savings plan and always keep an emergency fund on hand. To pay down your, your highest interest rate debts first. If you carry a balance on your credit card, this is likely the debt with the highest interest rate. Use cash or a debit card uh, while you pay off this debt to avoid accumulating, accumulating more debt. So three, switch to less expensive uh, credit cards. Some things like American Express or even uh, higher tiers of uh, Visa or MasterCard are things you don't really need and uh, don't give the benefit for the things that they offer. Getting basic uh, credit cards um, can be just as helpful to you in the long run as the more fancy ones. So number four, contact your creditors. As, you, as soon as you realize that you are having trouble making ends meet, um, call your creditors and explain the situation. Specifically in the pandemic, in most cases, uh, they will work out a modified payment plan that will make it easier for you to pay off your debt. They are people that would like to get you to pay off your debt and not see you go bankrupt and see uh, their money go to waste. So they, they would like to work with you, and it's much better than uh, shutting them out or um, trying to avoid them. Fifth and finally, talk to trusted financial professionals. Uh, these, these may include your bank representative, your financial planner, or a credit counseling agency. With their help, you will be able to evaluate your current debt situation, determine your present and future needs, make a budget, and find ways to pay off the debt. To conclude, in order to better understand debt, you need to start by determining your debt load comfort level. Then, truly comprehend the cost of borrowing and understand your credit report and score. And to use the tips provided, like paying off debts with savings, not emergency funds, and to work with your creditors as opposed to fighting with them. Whether you're playing my majority rules game on Instagram or borrowing, remember that it is neither a good nor bad thing, but a tool to help you achieve goals faster and raise your quality of life. And to the man in the wheelchair that stole my camouflage jacket, you can hide, but you can't run. Boom. That was the final one. Thanks for making it to the end of the show. I would like to thank my server, Lisa, Amaria, and Long Zujin for the music, and you for listening to the Workday Cafe, premiering through the facilities of Trent Radio. If you'd like to learn more about other projects I'm doing, or would like to listen to segments of the show again, head over to WorkdayCafePodcast.com or look up the Workday Cafe on the podcast platform of your choice. I'll see you next Wednesday at 10 a.m. to continue this journey into the world of finances and the economy.